0: Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand.
1: What's going on, John? Oh, what a wonderful day. Wonderful, oh, yeah? sunshiny day here in New Zealand, actually. We are headed into summer, which is going to be great for the two months I get to enjoy it before going back to winter. Uh, so it's good.
0: You sent me a message saying, oh yeah, I forgot about daylight savings. I'm like, dude, me too. You know what I realized? Daylight savings yeah. happened when I when I walked outside Monday morning and it was wow. brighter than it was when I walked outside Friday morning at the same time.
1: Yeah, for now though, right? Because eventually it will get darker. Like you're just squeezing the last little bit of daylight out now before you get into the the depths of winter. Yeah, totally.
0: And by Monday, I meant Tuesday. So I didn't actually realize that the clocks changed until Tuesday morning.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because your clocks changed, but our clocks in New Zealand changed in like end of, like beginning of October. So yeah. that's why it's weird because I was like, well, we we sprung forward in October, but then it was another month until basically North America changes their clocks back. Uh, so yeah, so now we are we are closest time that we'll ever be, which is six hours difference technically. Actually, eighteen hours difference, but six hours difference in actual sort of being able to talk to you. So it's not, what nine o'clock now, nine thirty, nine nine 9.17, huh?
0: yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The the funny thing is though, it's like you, we don't think about it. Everything is so automated that you don't think about it. The time is what the yeah. time is. But yeah, like back kinda, in the day, you had
1: to change the clock literally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The only thing that didn't change is like my stove and microwave, but I blow yeah. a fuse so much that that shit resets all the time anyway. So yeah. who cares?
1: Or if you had a car, <laughs> people out there with vehicles know that's the other place you change it, right? That doesn't, unless you got a testament. Even or then, those connected are connected to too. Yeah. 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 So,
0: yeah, it, it's just funny. Like, I joined a call on Wednesday and these people are like, yeah, so we all, so the rest of us actually already had this call because there was a team in South Africa and a team in Colombia their times didn't change ours yep. did so they had the whole call basically talking about all that stuff an hour early so like what do you think i'm like all right this is pretty cool and then that was basically the end of the call i'm like all right great
1: i yeah, wasn't I, I clearly mean, wasn't useful there, there, there's there's been a lot of talks about just getting rid of this because some states like arizona has gotten rid of daylight saving which is even more confusing switch, yeah yeah they switch between mountain and pacific time depending on what time of year it is dude it's, um, it's
0: weird it's crazy yeah so. you should probably
1: just get rid of it though right like you probably don't need to do just no keep it you don't the need
0: it because the whole thing it's like oh it's for the farmers it's like no oh, it's not it's not they, yeah, the it's farmers not don't give a shit what time it is no. the, like yeah they don't, they don't. The
1: cows don't care the you know no the, the pigs don't care farmers don't nobody care. nobody cares no
0: it's like hey is the sun out great shit's shit's growing <laughs> that's how farming works um I want to ask this question because I forgot to ask it last time. So I talked about the wedding a little bit that I was at a couple weeks back. Yeah, with your very interesting
1: uh, friends that you met that had very interesting. Uh,
0: that was not at the wedding. That was somewhere that else. But you know what? It's good okay. to assume that that was at the <laughs> wedding because then that yeah. would uh, that would deflect from the, the truth of the matter. See, But
1: you brought attention to it. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the episode that we did last week. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, well. Something came up at this at this wedding. It was actually a discussion between Bob and I, and I was saying that I like a wedding band. Give me a good wedding band over a DJ.
1: That now, took me a minute of what you were talking about, because like an actual band of music. No, not no, like no. The sorry. Yeah, yeah. Band yeah. Of I'm talking ring. about a
0: band <laughs> okay. playing music over a DJ. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, don't give me a wedding band. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, um, give me a. Get. <laughs> I. I like. A band and then my question was this i kind of stem from this because you know the point is obviously well that's a lot more expensive and i thought well in the hierarchy of good investments for a wedding which is already kind of a crazy investment when you think about it, it is more than five minutes yes i would say a wedding at like a band is a pretty good investment. Like if flowers are costing tens of thousands of dollars, dude, I will I will decorate the place with the bodega flowers if that means that I could have a wedding band over
1: over a DJ. Your thoughts. So so it's interesting cuz I think it sort of depends on I think it depends on age. Right? I think if you're having a young wedding, like if you're in your mm-hmm. early 20s and you're getting married, because right? I think you want a band to play relatable hits across generations right That's the benefit of getting a band. You'll get some 50s, some 60s, some 70s, some 80s, some early mid2000s mm-hmm. and then you know but if you if you're a younger crowd and you want to play music where your friends can actually like you're not just playing wedding music, you're playing like it's a party right if you're have if you're getting married and you're 21, you are you want to have a party is what you want. And so that's why I'd argue, you know, the DJ is probably where your money is better spent, a little cheaper. But then you can get some of the other things that you might want in your early 20s, right? You put money elsewhere. So I, it's interesting because I think it depends on, it depends on sort of who's at your wedding, I think. I think you got to play to the crowd here because a band can be great if you're going to be playing a little Earth, Wind & Fire, right? You're going to be playing a little, uh, I'm trying to think of some, 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 Stereotypical wedding songs <laughs> that yeah. you know you, 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 you want someone slide. in there. Yeah, you want someone in there with the you want someone in there with a little bass, right? A little drum kit, a little drum set, right? You you want some like actual music, um, but also you know a DJ safe because you might get a wedding singer that's not so great, and then it then it becomes totally. the joke of your wedding of like, oh man, the wedding singer was awful. So that's no. always a tricky one.
0: You're right. It's got to be a good one. But if it's DJ, right, I I just think about there's a certain energy. There's a certain vibe. And when it's actually people doing this stuff and they're good, obviously, they got to be good. You don't want to you don't want a shitty wedding band. Obviously, that would be that would be the worst outcome. Right. But I don't know. Just I I feel like it creates a different. I don't know. Wedding is is more like makes it feel more
1: personal. Exactly. That's right. what I was getting to. Yeah, yeah it's, more it it it's more personal. It's personal. It's not yeah. just
0: like a guy playing Taylor Swift and uh, Fallout Boy. It's yeah. like, but but the other thing is like you know you talk about what they sing and that kind of stuff and going generations, but. What's the difference between a wedding band and a good cover band, right? A cover band's gonna play all the hits across all the genres. like they
1: could play right. modern if, stuff if as you've well. If you got a favorite song- like, if you got a favorite band, like the Eagles, I- I'm just naming bands here. If you've got the Eagles mm-hmm. and you get an Eagle like if you're a big Eagles fan and you guys go to concerts or you do all this stuff and you get an Eagles cover band, that's pretty cool, right? Like, especially if they're good. Right. But like that's the tricky part. Like most wedding music is kind of all over the place. Like it's a bunch of different songs normally, which is why people go with DJs. Right. Because you're going, okay, I'm going to pick songs that I like. I'm going to mix it in with some songs I think my parents will like. And I'm going to mix in some songs I think my grandparents will like. Right. Like you're going across generations here for songs unless you're just going, I don't really care what anyone likes. I'm just listening to Diplo. At my wedding, nonstop. <laughs> True. <laughs>
0: right? All right, yeah,
1: that's a good. point. I want yeah, nonstop yeah, yeah. Avicii at my wedding. That's all we're doing. We're gonna. Now we're talking. You know, we're gonna, Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. But but again, but that then you don't want a wedding band, right? You want a legitimate good DJ who can who can put who can put together a set, right? That's what you're looking for. But yeah. I think if you're a little older, right, and you got some, you know, people are more elderly. I think you go with the band. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I think a good wedding band, especially if it's kind of a good cast of characters in the wedding, exactly. band, right? Like that's like, you what know, I'm thinking. they got to be able to talk a little bit. They got to be able to have a little fun as well. Not even like even that. If they take it too seriously, then it's not it's not good. If you take it too seriously, not even that. Look, I'm spending money on a wedding, right? Multiple singers,
0: multiple singers to get oh, multiple songs. You got it. That's the best. Like those are. Huh. The best wedding bands I've seen are the ones that have different people stepping up to sing different different songs you know you got to have it, different people one. in the
1: same band right the same band so you got like a guy who's doing some some songs yeah you're not calling
0: uh, Uncle yeah. Mike to sing karaoke that's not what we're talking right. about here no 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 you're getting you got different singers like maybe that guy or like sometimes they're you know multiple people do different things that's like you get a versatile wedding band that could play pretty much anything.
1: So That's... when you say, so I guess, I guess question for you though, like they
0: can play yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah.
1: like what's, what's, what's the makeup of the band though? Is it just like your stereotypical? You got a bassist, you got a guitarist who's possibly also the lead singer. You've got maybe another guitarist and then you got like a, then you got a drummer or are you going to go like, maybe there's a guy that can pull out a horn. Yeah. Maybe oh, hell yeah. That hit, are hit, you kidding hit, me? Hit, hit a little, if, there's right? a, if there's a wedding
0: band and there's no horn player or there's no, or there's no brass of any, if there's no brass in sight. No. Right. deals okay. off All right. deals off no no i need i need a spectacle i need a i need a show <laughs> give me a show that's what i want because that that will also get people moving more because i think it to your point of being more personable there's something that'll get you up and moving about a yes. about a live show even if it's playing the same songs that a guy is just playing from his fucking macbook right yeah well, it's just well, look, different. live it's drums
1: just like, live drums and live bass when it's tuned in correctly we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get you out of your seat Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't know if, uh, especially if it's an outdoor wedding too, like outdoor wedding, kind of get real big band sound because could could be really good. Where it's like, yeah, I get the DJ thing if it's if it's a little smaller, if it's a little younger, I get it. You play some hits. I'm not hating. Right? To be clear,
0: yeah. I'm not hating on the DJ. This is like a either or. I'm going bad. Like if money's no object, or you're again, it's waiting investment, right? Now here's the question to you then. Is it worth that additional investment for the band? Because you could be talking a
1: hell of a lot different price wise. Yeah, I mean, look, it depends on what it depends on what's important to you. I for me, in my opinion, the most important thing, if you're gonna put together like a big wedding, right? Like a legitimate wedding, you have to nail the food. Yes. Because that's all anyone remembers. I and in my opinion, right? They remember the food first. Like I've been to some weddings in New Zealand where it's like you can tell these people were like, oh, no, we're going to make sure you have great food. Like, I think the best one. Shout out to Brandon, who does not listen to this, but they had like a food truck. And it was delicious. It was I've heard I've heard people wasn't like it wasn't like I had to like sit there and wait for someone. It was like, get up and just order it and wait for it. Like you're you know, it's outside. It's nice outside. You can have a drink and just go order what you want. Uh, And it was delicious. It was great um so yeah like i think the food is number one because i think that's what people remember i I, i'd argue the alcohol for me is not as important because i i think for me like i think there is a limit where people like that can ruin a wedding experience if you just kind of completely make it free reign because some people just don't know how to act so yeah i would say the band or the music is number two i think and then you get to drinks and then you get to the rest of the stuff that's important in a wedding but if you're attending a wedding that food's got to be good man if you don't have good food to me it can ruin the whole thing for you as a guest right cuz that's when you're like hey i think i'm i think i'm ready to go <laughs> right cuz <'Cause> i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why I would actually put drinks up there too. I'd, I'd actually say drinks might be more
1: important than uh, than food. Nah, the band's more important because then the drinks the drinks can help carry the band. But if the band is not good or the music's not good, then the drinks will overtake that, and then you got a problem. The drinks can overcompensate for the bad food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, the band's got to stand on its own, right? Like, because then people aren't so worried about. Well, just let me just hammer drinks until this thing closes, and then there's a story about you know what happened after my wedding. Right, because you don't want that either. You don't want your wedding to be remembered at the time that Jimmy, you know, crashed into a tree. So you didn't have to deal with this because you you didn't obviously do. it. God any of this no, stuff. this is why the wedding was so. The wedding was. So why like I'm a DJ, but I'm
0: actually surprised. I actually thought this would be more expensive. The average cost on a DJ. You want to guess how much the average cost of a DJ is?
1: Wedding for DJ? a wedding in, in the U.S. Right? Mm-hmm. Four. I guess grand? It's not that crazy. Three,
0: four. See, grand? that's what I thought. Yeah, no, fifteen hundred. Oh, okay. For a wedding in the, you're, look, you're looking in New York as well, right? I don't know. I'm looking at the knot. This is average, so it's probably higher in New York. Okay. But yeah, it's average, but even then, and then uh, average band. What do you think?
1: Double. Now it's more expensive. I'll tell you that. Yeah, double that. I'm gonna say double. I'm gonna say if it's fifteen hundred for, I'm gonna say three grand. Right? You got four members in the band. You get three grand. Split it each nine hundred. You know, nine hundred for a good night. It's more than double. Uh, thirty nine hundred. Okay, so you're right, right? That's still, a better investment. It's a bigger that's investment. Stop The band's good, and the band the band is good. The band's going to be working, right? Because I go up to know, five, hey, I'd the... go go up yeah. to five k, throw a couple extra pieces in there. Hey, you got it. You got a buddy who plays a sax? Bring him out. Bring yeah, him exactly. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I need some horns. I need a little big yeah. band, a little swing at the end of the night. Like absolutely. Like, hit me with everything, right? Are you like, kidding me? While people you are eating, give me yeah, give me some good ambiance. Yeah, espe- yeah, especially if they play through that and it's like, oh, yeah, you just got to give them a plate and they're like, all right, we're good. We're, it's it's showtime. It's ready to go. Yeah, but they I'm cycle like, yeah, out. That's yeah. the thing. You get enough people so they can cycle out. Yeah, but again, that's a big wedding. And oh, if a big wedding and the food is bad, like, you know, yeah, like true. If it's like cold and it's like you just do the standard, like, we're going to get you a piece of chicken or a piece of dry fish. Oh, bad wedding food. Is about, I got worst. it. You know, I, I shouldn't talk shit,
0: right? I had a, it, the wedding was lovely. It was beautiful. And I, I don't know if I complimented the cupcakes, but let me – Oh, yeah, I did. I talked about the you cupcakes. they did. they are right, did. chocolate face. We talked all about it. You you had I a bunch of them
1: <laughs> is what I remember.
0: I did have a bunch of them. I actually took some to go, and I forgot to bring them uh, up oh, to the apartment because it was oh. raining, so I kind of like – It was like pouring rain when I got dropped off, so I just kind of ran out, and I left uh, left some cupcakes behind, which is probably for the best. So Probably, yeah. The, the main course was a filet. Like that's what I that's what I ordered. You had the choice: fillet, crab cake. In hindsight, should have done the crab cake. Fillet cooked well,
1: flavorless, no flavor. It's hard, man. It's hard doing big, like being a wedding caterer. To me, is probably the hardest job of a wedding. Oh yeah, I know. I've seen I've seen Dinner Impossible with that Jack dude. God, it's gotta be <laughs> like it's gotta be the hardest thing to do. It just is. Like I, it's something I would never. I'd much rather be in a band than. Then the pressure of trying to make sure that you cook 30 fillets perfectly and that they come out all the time. Oh, yeah. They were, they were cooked great. Or, or that no they're issue with how they were properly cooked. properly because you're like, ooh, I don't know if it's too much salt. Not enough salt. You know, you got grandma over there. She has too much salt. This whole thing's over, right? Wedding ruined. It's <laughs> tough. And, I, and I, th- I think you go bland just to be safe, right? I think you just do basic. That's why I'm like people doing food trucks and some of that. I'm like, that's that's how you do it. That's how you yeah. do it. You 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 gotta go modern food. Don't go, you know, what, what grandma expects, which is, you know, a meat, a potato, a veg, a little salad right. before like too much. Just too much. Yeah, Just The, get the cocktail burgers. hour stuff.
0: Now the cocktail hour had some really good stuff. Really good, good stuff. Good
1: hors d'oeuvres there. as well, right? That's the other oh, thing yeah. you're making away. You gotta make stuff. sure they that had, the, the finger
0: food is good. They had these uh these cheesesteak egg rolls. Pff, come on. Come on. Yeah. What do you yeah? What do you what do you they they were just hand around
1: uh like like lamb chops? Never saw that today. uh <laughs> lamb like chops lamb straight pops.
0: up. Or yeah. it's like
1: it's like you know, it's like it's like meat, meat popsicles. It's like a tootsie roll. Totally some meat. You're like, what? This is th- wow, okay, right on. You know? They had some really good stuff. I don't remember the rest of it, but it was great. Oh. Huh, yeah. I'm telling you, if you plan on getting married, as much as it maybe hurts everyone that wants to be at your wedding, it's totally worth it. <laughs> it it's worth it for your own sanity. I don't have any crazy memories of how stressful a wedding was because you had to deal with 30 people like or 50 people or 100 people. Um, go small. Trust me. You will, you will thank yourself after you do it. And your after, wallet. Great. That was easy. That was easy, and everyone had a good time. And, yeah, true. Because you to, think about yeah, it's easy.
0: you think about all that stuff that you spend, right? Let's let's take it back, right? What did we say? You go back into the priorities. You said food, hit a Michelin star restaurant. You still won't spend more than five hundred dollars <laughs> if it's just two Whoa. people. <laughs> all right. Yep. Alcohol, then, right? Having a you, you know, especially yeah. if you if you if you decide booze, to have an open
1: bar. Hit a nice cocktail right? bar. Hit
0: a good Ooh. cocktail bar. You will spend, depending on how many drinks you have, yeah,
1: maybe a couple hundred bucks. All right. Yeah. I mean, if you're really going in and tasting all sorts of cocktails, but even so, a couple hundred bucks at a cocktail bar, I mean, you got to be ordering top shelf. Yeah. Talked about band, music, that kind of stuff. Go to a concert, unless you're going to Taylor Swift, a couple hundred bucks for good seats. Yeah, unless you go to Taylor Swift. Then you
0: go to see her in the movie theater. It's like one of the highest grossing films of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching her concert. Yeah. It's wild. So yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. There you go. We did it speaking of uh films writer strike i mean uh all the strikes are over for now three years three year agreement with the actors so what does this mean for you anything
1: well it's interesting because i, I look like, from the visual effects standpoint right we, we are not unionized at all mm-hmm. <laughs> right so i would say this, this strike is really hard on people who don't have i mean this is why you have a union right for the writers and the and the actors right you have a union that negotiates on the larger behalf because you pay dues right to be protected to fight for you know the 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 greater good across all of the writers right or all of the actors because everyone doesn't agree i'm sure there's some actors that thought some of the demands weren't, weren't reasonable. some people thought they were and the problem is just we've hit this you know movie making is is like everything else it's big business it requires maximum growth At rapid pace. Right. Like it's not enough just to make some good movies and make, you know, and make a five percent profit just to keep making movies is that you've got shareholders in Disney, in Netflix, in Apple. Right. And all these companies who are now, you know, the biggest, you know, the biggest names in in producing television content. And both of these strikes came up at the same time. And the 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 writers see that hey the game the game has changed right the model of streaming of what we get paid as far as re- residuals the deals that we make how much money we know that you make but you don't report that because you don't have to right it's changed the model has changed. And so this fight was a lot was a lot to protect what the next three years looks like for that change. So the two biggest things were one residuals and sort of payment from Netflix and Apple and the streaming companies because it's no longer right. I think AMC's stock has taken a beating the last couple of days because it's oh, like yeah? movies aren't oh. going to movie theaters anymore. Like, like, like they are. But like movies, you know, you get your big tentfuls, you get your Oppenheimers and your Barbies. But 80 percent of films are released on streaming these days like very soon within the first month of the movie being out in the movie theater right like it goes to streaming because that's where everyone watches it and streaming I mean look we're paying 20 bucks a month on average for streaming so yeah it's it's back to cable it's like Netflix is what 17 bucks a month Disney plus is 17 16 keeps bucks a going month. up keeps going up YouTube is just has just said they're going to increase prices for YouTube premium to not watch ads so like the prices are going up and so the, the writers and the actors want to make sure that they get paid for this work the other one, which I think is more of the interesting future discussion, is is the use of artificial intelligence machine learning in the work that happens in Hollywood. So for the writers, it's the ability to use machine learning to kickstart scripts, to kickstart ideas and show ideas and what that means for just saying, hey, you just don't need as many writers, right? You can you can kind of work through ideas and, and workshop things and, and have AI do quite a bit of work to give you options and things that studio execs can, can pick from. And for actors, you have it for, I mean, look, I've worked on a film where we did a lot of scanning of, of people And scanning of their likeness to put them onto CG characters. And how much do you need Sam Worthington after he has repeated a bunch of lines and you have, you know, terabytes and terabytes of data of his face being scanned and we put him on a CG creature? Can you recreate that with artificial intelligence? You have enough data, right? And does Sam Worthington deserve to get paid? We have, you know, you put Jake Sully in in the next five avatars and what happens, right? Does he get paid? Does he not get paid? And so that's what I think a lot of the, the fear on the AI side was for, for specifically for this fight. So I think it was an important fight. I, I think the thing that's always interesting from the visual effects side is how much sort of talent. And in this case, you know, the actors don't really understand what we do because we do a lot of replacing of people. You know, we, we do a lot of painting out flaws <laughs> in their eyes, right? Flaws of skin, you know, unfavoring lighting, you know, removing wrinkles, you know, making Robert De Niro look younger in, in a movie when you could argue that one of the the actors should get cast in a role to play a younger Robert De Niro in a movie. Um, we, we now do that stuff with with CG. And it's not AI, right? It's just good computer graphics work. It's like we can scan faces and that's not artificial intelligence. That's someone sitting behind a camera stitching stuff together to make a 3D scan and then to clean that up manually, right? We're not there that AI is just replacing those jobs just yet. So yeah, look, I, I mean, I think it's necessary. I think it it has done harm to sort of the post-production side of, you know, this is 118 days for the the actors. I think the writers was just a little bit longer than that. Um, not by much so i mean you know half half a year almost of no work and a lot of you know a lot of work that happens post-production that is not protected by unions is reliant on these productions getting started and getting rolling so it's a it's a good day that everything's back to work and the writers and the actors seem to be happy but it is interesting to see what happens when I mean, how many movies now do we just replace people with CG characters because superhero movies or action movies, and it's just easier. It's not necessarily that we want to do that. It's because well, it's easier on the actors. It's easier on the people. It's safer, right? How many people said, "Oh, they should be just putting CGI muzzle flashes in the movies like you know the, like Rust, where Alec Baldwin kills you know he kills a a, a DP and a and a director." Because he's aiming a real gun at a camera, right? And I was like, "Well, that's easy to fix and with computers, right? You don't have to have people pointing real guns at people to tell a story anymore." Um, so, look, that—that's my take on it. i am am i am from Michigan, which means in general I tend to be pro-union. <laughs> right that's just how it works you're from detroit hey unions are the only reason why for a long time the auto industry was protected in a city like detroit as soon as as soon as you start letting corporations do union busting and start to make unions less effective it's it's clear that studios will maximize profit and cut people out of the process when sometimes having protections for those people to be able to to get paid and to eat Is more important than just the advancement of technology. And I think that's the bigger discussion. At what point is advancement technology to to a negative as far as the human cost is concerned? And that's where unions, I think, are super needed in this time. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Like, the games industry is a little different. It tends to be kind of more shops are unionized and games are work a little bit different. But again, I I would assume that this has also affected your industry as well, just not nearly to the level that it's probably affected mine. Yeah, well, Microsoft just came out and it's like one of the dumbest press releases I've
0: ever seen. Not because of what it does. I don't think anybody really knows what it does, but they're like, yeah, we're proud to bring on this AI company. It's like, dude, read the room. (laughs) Like, Yeah. How could you... In a industry with games, it's interesting because you don't cast real people. Now, sometimes you do, but other times you don't like the, you know, I just finished Spider-Man 2 and none of those people look like the actors portraying them. The actual actors are the voice actors, right? Or the motion captures. Sometimes they're one and the same, but the actual faces are completely made up, you know? And. I think there's fear that things like AI um, will be able to basically auto generate that stuff. So, something that would normally require an artist now that job goes away. And in a year of like a lot of layoffs being done, like Bungie, the guys who make Destiny, which is considered to be one of the highest, you know, the the most successful games as a service, laid off like over 10% of their staff. Epic laid off hundreds of people right like these are companies that you look at and you're like oh well they're killing it that's like you you join epic and that's job security it's like nope just kidding
1: yeah. Fortnite yeah. had a bad few months so therefore we're we're cutting back so um, yeah, and it's a bad the... few months as far as investor expectations, right? That's always the big elephant. Which I mean, again, I, I know it's I know it's cool right now to just go oh, the, the man in corporation and you know massive growth and capitalism's awful, but I mean mm-hmm. that is the problem with it, right? Like having just kind of a a, a mundane year where you don't make fifty percent, ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent profit is is when investors come in and go well then you got to start cutting costs i mean that was that was a big post covid thing right like oh we we, we everyone overspent we got to start cutting the fat we got to start getting rid of people after hiring massive hiring people and everyone was worried that you know this might be the end of humanity in in some respects right in the beginning so like that's the tricky part yeah cuz you're like yeah epic why is epic laying people off and it's because they you know they spin up new projects and then you got to start cutting people out and they go well. We're going to start getting rid of things that we don't see emerging technology. Right? AI comes on the scene, and we start cutting people that are not part of things like AI, right? And that's the that's where it gets tricky, right? So, and
0: that and that's what it comes down to, right? That that's the fear, um, and I think that's the case for all these. That's kind of the source of all these things, right? The writers they wanted to protect their jobs. The um, the actors. They wanted to protect their jobs, even if the process yeah. for you guys to replace their faces in which has been going on for well over a decade now, 20 no years longer, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I made the point about stunt doubles, right? But at the end of the day, you still understand the case because it's their name. It's their face. It's their likeness. They should get a royalty for it, right? Like, I'm not going to deny that. And when it comes to games, like on that side of the thing, it's like the. The you know corporate's going to corporate right they're going to they're going to try to maximize profits because that's the kind of capitalist society we're in if you're a publicly traded company then your goal is to always do better and if you can only make the same product but you can do it for less then that's a good way to make stronger profits or if that's a way to streamline processes so you can make things faster then with the same amount of people then that's another way to make more profit because you're putting out more product like it's kind of straightforward it's kind of simple and if the solution is to put in these you know these various like guidelines or protections to keep those people employed. Cool, um, it's a good the the fortunate reality is that it's probably a stopgap along the way. And yeah. the other irony is that the these are tools that may be used by those people that you are using to protect their jobs. So, and and maybe not in a bad way. If you have a writer, if you have a writer who's in, I'm not trying to say, you know, every writer does this, but if there's a, someone who's a writer and they have writer's block and like, man, I just need a thought starter, and then they turn to chat GPT or something like it, and it's just like, just as a thought starter, well, at least there's still the human element to it. I don't think relying yeah. on AI is ever gonna be as good as having that human touch because it's literally called human the humanities, right?
1: <laughs> like yeah. And and, and look I, I think that's that's part of it as well is that it's not so much that, you know, we want to stop or I, I don't think that people want to stop progress in technology, right? Cuz there's a part of me that just always goes, well yeah, I, you know, I want the greatest technology, right? Let's keep building, keep building better technology, right? Like yeah, electric cars, cars that drive themselves, all these great things, right? They're like, yeah, we're we're we are progressing at a rate that we have never seen before in humanity, right? But at the same time having the human element guide Because again, right, it's only three years, right? So in three years, they'll be back to have discussions when this becomes a bit more formed. What you don't want is for corporations to not act in the interest of having people grow along with this technology, right? You want actors to be able to grow, grow along with this, right? You want them to be able to model how they take on performances and what jobs they take and, you know, how much input do they have into the films that they make, right? That's how you get better movies. Right When the writers and actors feel like they get something out of this, it becomes a lot less, well, I'm just going to do the the bare minimum. I'm going to try to make a good product. It's no longer about can I make a product that makes enough money? It's can I make something that has cultural significance or make something that speaks to a certain number of people? That is the point of filmmaking and and media creation. It should be. And I think this helps to remind studios and corporations of that. Like, yes, we all want to make money. Everyone. Some people want to get filthy rich. Some people just want to be able to feed their family. Everyone needs to be able to to make a wage, but having that with the human element in this case of the arts is going to make better art. And I think that's what a lot of people who, again, I'm not against AI. I I've, I actually think it's going to be really great and and fix a lot of tedious jobs and actually allow for people to be elevated. Right. It's very similar to the hey, what are coal miners going to do if we don't mine coal anymore? It's like, well, this is where the up. This is where the human care part takes right. Like this is this is where it needs to take hold, and unions protect that. And right, SAG, hundred sixty thousand members, one of the stronger unions, and they did what a union's supposed to do, right? They they fought for what their needs are, and I think the hope is is that the writers and the actors actually look outward at the other people in the industry to make sure that people like visual effects artists, people like you know, I, th- I think the IATSE, you know, their their deal is going to come up next year. And that's a lot of, you know, that's grips, that's people on set, Um, you know, to take care of those people as well, because as a film community, right, you need everyone to kind of be taken care of, because at the end of the day, you should be worrying about the art, less about, do I have enough money to eat today? Right. And that's what we should be doing for art, right? If you want to make money, fine, we can work on Wall Street and speculate all sorts of craziness. But when it comes to the art, and like, and to me, that is the biggest sort of, and it's weird, it's not sadness is the wrong word but it's a shame that we used i know there's always like there's always someone that posts sort of this it's like a twitter someone took a screenshot of twitter of going like yeah it's a shame that you know we used ai to get rid of the fun stuff right to get rid of the cultural stuff right let's replace art let's replace music let's replace replace the things that you can argue make us the most human with artificial intelligence because it's 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 you know it's a it's, it seems to be an easier hurdle to overcome Versus using AI to do stuff like fix the jobs that no one, like how many people are working at McDonald's because they have to, right? Versus, you know, a lot of people, hey, I'm an artist and I have to just work this job because, you know, that that's how I can support my art. Versus going, hey, it'd be great if we can automate some of those jobs that allows for these people to spend more time to do the creative, the soul-searching stuff, that makes us human versus replace the fun stuff with the oh well yeah you can still work at McDonald's but we're going to get rid of you know your need to paint. It seems a little backwards in that in that regard. Versus yeah. let, let's automate the dangerous stuff. Let's automate the you know the guy that's got to go r- you know drill drill for oil and allow him to be more creative, you know to do something that speaks to him as a human being more than just oh let me go make money being a you know being a coal miner or doing some job that's very dangerous and I can lose my life. Um, so yeah, but look, I I think overall it's good. It's, it's good that they came to a deal. It's good that, you know, at least it seems like these two unions have put in the work and the members of their union respect the fact that they told them this was going to take some time because we are going to try and get a better deal for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, oh man, I was just going to ask something and I forgot it. Um,
1: oh, is, uh, are these international? it depends right like it depends in in general no but it does depend like it depends on sort of how much of the production is done elsewhere right but right i think 95 percent of films are from the five six major studios that are u.s based so even though they do all this work in canada new zealand all the you know the uk they do all this work all over the world they're still u.s companies they're still u.s studios and oftentimes they're using u.s actors so like the fact of yes, film industry in places like New Zealand and Canada and the UK are growing. It's very rare that, you know, it's not like it's got a fully sustainable industry on its own without being able to bring Hollywood projects down here. Um right. so so yes and no is the answer to that question. So things down here were stopped, but some things went ahead because they, you know, the 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 members weren't weren't SAG or they weren't part of the writers' guild. Um, but a lot of people, you know, if you want to make it, you got to do some Hollywood work, which means you'll join either of these unions.
0: Yeah. And I guess the main thing is like this is these negotiations are solely meant to target the like the larger studios Absolutely. and the people who can afford yeah. that because there's still
1: like an indie scene. And well, the joke they, was that A24, right, that yeah. A24 had made this deal with the, the writers and the actors of going like, oh, we're not them. We actually agreed a lot of the stuff that you make. Can we get back to work and we'll agree to a different set of rules than they will? And they got back. A lot of A24 stuff has been rolling. Because they made an individual deal with both of the unions to allow them to work, by going, hey, mm-hmm. we'll 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 kind of step step, you know, we'll accept some of your earlier demands, and when the deal comes in, maybe we'll have another discussion. But we're going to tentatively discuss this to make sure that you get additional payment to keep these projects running. So yeah. it, again, it depends, right? Like it's it's all it's all it's corporations working with unions, and it it happens across all industries, and it just so happens that you know the the Actors Guild. And the so the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Union seem to do a good job of really sticking up. I mean, the unions do the, the work, right? They do the work that they're that they're paid to do, that you pay the dues for. So, right. Hmm.
0: Well, look, uh, it's good this stuff resolved. It cost. Uh, I mean, look, important part is people getting their fair shake. But I still want a Mission Impossible next year, and now it's not going to come until 2025. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. With a lot the, of stuff's uh, gonna get pushed and yeah. quite
1: frankly the studios are gonna punish. And I know that's probably a harsh word, but they're they're gonna take a good look at the projects that are, you know, that maybe can be cut. They're gonna take a good look at some of the, you know, the streaming stuff's gonna slow down. Right. Like, I think that they w- they will make a different decision on how many projects get greenlit and what does and doesn't. Right. Like, again, the industry is changing because the, how we consume media. Again, I don't like calling it content because I think content has become one of those words where it's like, well, I just have to generate enough. And it's like, I, I wonder if there will be a finer tooth comb through some of this, given that the studios now need to give back a little bit more. Right. You can't. It's very easy as a studio to go. Well, we can just crank stuff out. And if a good portion of this stuff fails, it doesn't really matter. Not but now, I think it will matter, and I think that will that will change some of the content that you get for for the better and for the worse yep, totally,
0: well, I don't really have too much else to say on this, yeah, uh, no, we can move on no. all right well let's uh let's keep on trucking, man, let's just talk about stuff uh let's go jump right onto media therapy by the way, like this is abridged because you know if you haven't no- know- maybe you noticed that there are two podcasts that showing up at the same time, so if you want your if you want like. Have your fill of a little political talk, some reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish, which we haven't done in a while. We did a whole episode just for that. So if you want us to get deep on all that stuff, then uh, check out that other episode. And then you get a, uh, and then and then you can fill in the line where I say, uh, you know, enough of that shit. Let's, let's have some media therapy. <laughs> so uh, let me let me start because I just have one movie that I saw. Yeah, absolutely. And then. I'll kick it off to you to talk about your movies and stuff and TV. Um, I saw the latest Paul Giamatti joint, you know, Um, the holdovers. So this is by Alexander Payne. I think the guy's most known for uh, Sideways probably. Although I actually really like The Descendants. He did that as well. Um, And this uh, this is a delightful movie, not going to lie um very quaint very small you know you want to talk about like a smaller production this kind of thing it's mm. literally got a core cast of three characters that's like most of the movie is these three people mostly two interacting and in a in an empty school the whole premise is that basically a private school lets out for between christmas and new years and the holdovers are the people who have nowhere to go and have to stay put so it follows the you know the bonding between Paul Giamatti, who's kind of this loner teacher, and this uh, this kind of delinquent kid, and uh, antics ensue, and there's bonding moments. and it's just awesome characters. You know, I love these kind of movies where it's just like, it's just it's just two people like kind of hanging out most of the time, Then they get in each other's way, and then they kind of grow and evolve, and you and you feel a little good at the end. And uh, yeah, it, it it's shot and meant to feel like one of these '70s or early '80s movies. And uh, they did a really great job of it. So very enjoyable. Uh, this guy that the person who plays the kid, it's his first movie ever. And I thought he was oh, fantastic. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And Paul Giamatti obviously kills it. Um, you have to when you see it, you could tell me if you think he's wearing a fat suit or if you put on the weight <laughs> again, because <laughs> I people did look at it. On. Yeah, it was shot last year. So, OK, you yeah. never see him without a shirt, you know? So maybe maybe he did put on the suit to look like you know the old Paul Giamatti, but yeah,
1: he was. Now he was would great. you would you classify this as a Christmas film?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, okay. uh, it, it's got a lot how of Christmas vibes.
1: Or how do you think it will fare, sort of in the the larger scope, right? Like the, you know, genre films. While Christmas genre film is a very loose one, because a lot of people say Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie ever. It just happens to take place during that time of year. So oh, where would you, I, would you, would you, would you, would you put that in this, in the, just in the category of like, of, you know, good Christmas movies? Like it's a movie that you will remember like, oh yeah, that's a Christmas movie. When someone says, Hey, name your favorite Christmas movies. Does that make that list anywhere? Oh man. Now I'm trying to think of, do I have a favorite Christmas movie? Dude, I don't know, man. You're asking,
0: you're asking a Jew this question. Um, <laughs> Although well, here's the secret. I, I, I thought that was the Jewish Christmas. thing, though, right? That's what Jews I mean. You guys go to the movies I think you Christmas. know what? Jewish women love Christmas movies. I think that's the secret. <laughs> um, yeah. I love Die Hard. Die Hard is still great. Um, and if we're gonna classify that as a Christmas movie, then yeah, that's still probably number one. Yep. This is not, it doesn't come across like it takes place during Christmas, right? So I guess it's a Christmas movie in the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Although in this point there is literally a plot point around a around a christmas tree though it's blink and you miss it right but the whole premise is based around it's an it's an interesting kind of christmas movie because it's almost like the anti christmas movie it's about people being left alone and like being left their, to their own devices it's kind of it's more sad in a way and like overcoming the yeah. sadness of of the holidays
1: which is kind of an interesting theme um, yeah, so if you want some other movies that are Christmas movies that aren't actually Christmas movies, right? You got a list? It's technically not movies about Christmas, but they happen during Christmas. Batman Returns. Yeah. Okay. Right? <laughs> kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yep. Happens during Christmas. When Harry Met Sally happens during Christmas. Yeah, wait a minute. That's a cheat because that happens during a whole <laughs> bunch of different holidays. It does. But again, like, that's what I mean. Like it just there's, there's part of it where you're like, oh, there's a Christmas tree. Okay, Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one before. Yeah, not a Christmas movie, but a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Not seen it, but apparently yeah. that happens. Uh, there's a little bit of Christmas in there.
0: Yep. Edward they, Scissorhands. There's literally, a, there's literally a line though in that Harry Potter movie where there's like where he's like, Merry Christmas, Harry. Merry Christmas, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they kind of do. They're like super British children, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at it. Long Kiss Goodnight. In Bruges.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one.
1: Right? So yeah, so there's just a lot of movies that you're just like they're not Christmas movies, but when you're watching them there's a Christmas tree in the background, right? I mean, one of the some there's some superhero movie that has happened during Christmas but not a Christmas movie. That happens as well. Oh man, uh, Hawkeye. Is it? is it Hawkeye? Hawkeye, Hawkeye took Hawkeye. place that I was I mean that thing. was a show.
0: Hawkeye awesome I still think Hawkeye front to back is the most consistent maybe since up until Loki season two but we'll see if they stick that landing but um yeah. Hawkeye I thought was fantastic it was like really good it's super fun and um god what's her name the uh shit um oh, and, and, and Hayley I see your Steinfeld face, but yeah Haley Steinfeld is yeah. fantastic and she's like the main character of it with Jeremy Renner it's just fun it's goofy. It knows it is, and it's just a good time. So, All yeah. Right. All so, right. Yeah, so, Fair Christmas enough. But yeah, content. That's
1: not really Christmas content.
0: Holdovers. You want something new? I don't think anybody's going to give a shit about this movie except for the, uh, you know, the, 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 Any award considerations?
1: Film. Is there, is there enough acting in there to maybe, oh, know, yeah. To maybe people, get an, an actor act- award or two?
0: Yeah. Look, man. You gotta give credit to these kind of movies, right? These are the kind of movies where when you're a kid, they bore the shit out of you and you never yep. want to see them ever. But honestly, this is my shit right now. Like, I think I think these are my types of movies. Like, you give me a good talkie, you know, where uh people somebody learns something at the end and no one gets their head blown off. I'm like, yeah, we yeah. could uh I'm on board Get with this. Old. Like, I I in my in my list of top movies, like. You know, quiz show is probably at the top. Like, I I the more I see that movie, the more I come to appreciate it and love it. Hmm. But this is just one of those movies where, like, this is over two hours long. Did not
1: feel two hours long. You just it's uh, okay. You know, that's that's a good sign, especially for a talking movie, because sometimes yeah. they can get dragged out and you want to see a car chase or two. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's uh
0: it's just super endearing. And considering it's relying on three people to carry this thing, like, yeah, they act their asses off and yeah i think uh i think they nailed it so yeah i don't know if anybody if right. anything i'd probably nominate that kid because it's his first movie and i'm like jesus pretty Christ, good. for first movie you did pretty damn yeah mm-hmm. did pretty well and paul Bring giamatti it. obviously he brings it yeah oh, of he course it. It. what do you think brings it but he's still Everything. But at the end of the day it, it, it's paul giamatti being paul giamatti
1: like <laughs> i gotta be real where here. do you place him at this point right because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna segue nicely with billions and Paul Giamatti, because billions has come to an end. Right? Oh, that show has 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 run its course. It is over after seven seasons. Did they stick the landing? Uh, do Do you think I'll, I'll get to that? But where would do you think no. he's <laughs> A B C D list? What do you think? Where do you think he is on the list? Before I oh, get into I, this,
0: I'm not. You know what? I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say he's S. He's like S tier. You know? Huh? Yeah. They They think of the, I Here's the deal, right? You gotta look at who who always delivers hundred and ten percent,
1: right? When they show always up, always you know, compelling
0: be to watch. And you're like, man, every time this guy's on screen, I'm digging it. He's got even when he's being like a reserved schmuck, he's still like got he somehow still exudes charisma. The guy was in American Splendor, which is just him being <laughs> like this unlikable asshole who's just like kind of antisocial, and you still like, and he still killed it,
1: you know. I mean I mean like, he's yeah. in a movie called Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know if you've seen this movie. No. No, haven't seen it. It's 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 got some stars in it. It's got Karen Gillian in it. I think she's the main. Oh yeah, I've the, heard the, about this. I've heard of this movie. Yeah. Okay. And Paul Giamatti's the bad guy mm-hmm. in it. How's, how's he's he great. <laughs> I'm, I'll bet. I'm sure he is.
0: He was the bad guy in Shoot 'em up
1: yes yeah yeah another one yeah yeah so he again he's he's got he's got the range he can play good he can play bad he's yeah it's it's fun to watch
0: look he's he's no lower than a like if someone wants to make the argument i'm not going to fight him but dude come on man paul giamatti brings it every single time he's not going to half-ass it no one's going to look at a movie with paul giamatti and it be like oh yeah he was he was shitty in it it's like no the guy even even in the worst movies he's still awesome and that's the sign of a great actor yeah and he, and he does I mean have the fact that, that he can range. also
1: do period, period piece stuff as well, right? Like he can put on a wig, and and go back in time. <laughs> so yeah, it's, like we we've, we've means, right? joked
0: about it yeah. that the guys like his age is he's like ageless in the way that he's perpetually like this middle aged guy. Like even when he was, he was yeah, like yeah I mean, in he was his twenties, he still looked like he was in his forties. But that's fine. Yes. Like that's, he does a goddamn good job. Yeah, he's good. So, yeah. So, look, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Right. Okay, here's um, another good example. Rock up. of Ages. He was in Rock of Ages. That movie yeah. sucked ass. There was two people who brought it. <laughs> the two S-tier <laughs> actors who brought it in Rock of Ages were Tom Cruise and Paul Giamatti, and nobody could tell me otherwise. Tell me I'm
1: wrong. Alec Baldwin sucked, you know? Which well, is interesting. Other because I, I would say some some people think that he would be someone that, that could... You know, like he's not necessarily. He's had some weird roles where you go, all right. He's still pretty good, though. Who? Alec Baldwin. Um, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, but that guy has snoozed. That guy has snoozed through plenty, yes, plenty absolutely. of movies. Absolutely. But saying. you just gave an example where you go, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Fred I'm Claus. To list he was of, he was Santa Claus. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. come on. The, I'm like the the looking through his whole thing for right me now. Who,
1: you know, like J.K. Simmons is one of those who always brings it right. Like older oh, guy yeah. no doubt but he's a, but he's in great shape <laughs> right yeah. a different he's jacked but like again everything bezos he's in you're like, of, uh, of you're like oh he shows <laughs> yeah you like he shows up you know you're good i mean if, if they're if they're gonna make a bezos movie he's he's the guy paul gotta, giamatti was in. pig vomit in private parts all right s tier s tier yeah yeah top i mean you know you, you want some women Violet davis sure like like the woman king was okay she was phenomenal in it everything she's in she's great so yeah all right um yeah so to segue billions so as a tv show right billions i would say started off really strong like really strong right you got damian lewis in it sure who is uh who's brody <laughs> the only thing I remember him from from Homeland. And no, they, no, they, no, they no, get... dude.
0: He was he was
1: he was Winters in Band of Brothers. Yeah, again, I didn't watch I've never watched Band of
0: Brothers. Everyone says it's what? great. I've not watched it. I've not watched it. Not watched. It. Oh man, you got it. <laughs> not watched you got, it, not You watch gotta do it. Go back watch and it. watch
1: it. Yeah. Again, some people say it's the greatest mini, it's the greatest television series, like, you know, because it's what, six episodes? Mini series? It's the greatest miniseries of all time.
0: Honestly, now really good time to watch it. Pretty, pretty Cause, good cause, time because they're to making watch
1: another it. one. Because they're making another one, I believe
0: this will be the third collaboration. Yeah, 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 Because yeah, yeah. yeah, they, they, they keep rolling them out. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see the Pacific, and I don't know about this air about this other one that's just called Air. I think that's <laughs> 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 it's something like that. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, um, dude, Bandit Brothers great. It's got the guy from Office Space. It's got. <laughs> <laughs> who's the dude from friends he's in it too the, the the guy who just passed away no 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 the, the main Again, dude I didn't friends. watch friends
1: I didn't watch friends either so who it, there is there's only two the main? Dudes.
0: no who's the main guy in friends
1: David Schwimmer yeah, him. He's in. Is he, he's Band in it. Brothers. Oh, well, I didn't know
0: that. That's funny. Dude, <laughs> he was in that. You gotta see Band of Brothers, man. It is a trip, and it is amazing. <laughs> right, it's, it's on my
1: list. The holdovers and Brandon Brothers are on my list. We will. We'll, we'll talk about them next time. No apology, um, buddy. Yeah, I mean, he could be right. Easily. He should be, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so billions. Right. It's got a pretty good cast. It's it's basically about you know a, a hedge fund um that just is making billions of dollars and and paul giamatti plays the the um the southern district um you know the 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 head of the southern district of new york um and he's trying to catch damian lewis and all these financial crimes and this show i would say was on par if not you know people were sort of putting it with the same name of succession kind of Mm -hmm. as it started and i think billions actually came out before succession did because it's, yes. you know, it's a lot of talking, it's it's good dialogue, it's back and forth banter, right? There's no explosions, right? There's no guns, just it's a lot of talking and people outwitting each other. And at some point, this the show started to, it hits that sort of fourth season lull when you go, okay, you guys, I mean, this is what makes Succession. I'm going to say Succession is going to become one of the greatest television shows of all time. If it hasn't already, it's going to be up there with The Wire, Breaking Bad, Um, Some of the shows that you hear as far as like, okay, you did four seasons and you nailed it, right? Succession nailed it from start to finish. And it ended when it needed to end. And I would say this is where most shows, Billions Included, starts to fall off a cliff. You get to the fourth season and you kind of start to become a parody of the original show. Right. (laughs) Right? You start adding new people. Hey, run out of things to do. Run out of things to do. And people like Damian Lewis, I think he actually left the show because his wife had just passed away. Oh, so people shit. just kind of start to leave, right? Like they leave for different reasons. Either going, hey, I I, I don't want to be typecast as this character and I want to move on. Or, you know, hey, I, the deal that you gave me isn't what I need. I need something different because I'm giving up other projects to be on this. Or, you know, life happens. I've got to go take care of my family. So this show, at some point, added an, another sort of villain. And I, it's the dude from, it's. I believe this dude is from House of Cards. Um, is big oh, bald shit. dude. I don't remember his God. name. Oh,
0: um, that guy, you know what I'm talking about—the guy, the guy that killed in House of Cards, the bad guy from yeah. Ant Man, Corey Stahl. Yes, That's the it. guy from Ant Man. Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: Yeah, yeah the guy from Ant Man. That guy pops, look, up I, like pops up in everything. he pops
0: up in everything again, he random, pops up in everything. random <laughs> generic bald white guy.
1: I, I think the the problem though, and this is no fault of his own, I, I think he just doesn't he doesn't carry a show no. when you've got Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti. Like he's good. And I think he fills the role that he was at, but he just doesn't bring that extra thing that's just makes a guy. He's just up. some fucking just guy. guy. Like, that's it. Like, he's that's a that's his he's a guy. Yes, that's, his, uh, and, and that's show, his
0: role, which is fine. You need some fucking guy every so often. But that is him. Like,
1: if you're going to typecast him, he's that guy. He's just some guy. So in this show, right, he becomes the next bad guy that is sort of going back and forth with Damian Lewis before Damian Lewis is off the show, and that's Oof. what he is. He 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 is he is just some guy playing the lead villain, trying to follow Damian Lewis's character, which is just it's just not possible. And so this show, it, it it's it's sort put, of now you put I'll tell you what you put
0: you put that you put that uh, that red hair on him, maybe.
1: <laughs> could hurt maybe could and, hurt. And it's sort of the accent that's kind of trying to hide the fact that you're actually british <laughs> right like well. it's a little weird and it's like you put a little extra to it and you're but you're like hey it's, it's it's compelling i like this little weird accent you got even though you're british yeah so so i mean season five six was kind of this dude and you're just like this isn't as interesting and it's a it's continues to be a parody of itself so long story short the show came to an end and I think they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna plan a bunch of a spinoffs of this thing. Like, there's gonna be a show called Tril- Trillions. There's gonna be a show called Million. It's gonna that it's is gonna get literally a parody control. of it. If it's called Trillions, yes. that's literally a parody and, of a and, show. And, and a version of this that's gonna be called Millions. Right. So like, it's it's just we <sighs> reached that point with this series, and it's a shame because Paul Giamatti was so strong. So basically, did it stick the landing? Like, if there's ever such thing as fan service, in like you know when you when I think of fan service, I think of anime (laughs) i think of okay the fans want to see this character this most likely female character and they want to see less clothes they want to see more provocative right they want the thing that they want where they go oh this character is great and give me just more of that and that's kind of what this show did in the end They, they brought damian lewis back and in the end just everything wraps up so perfectly that you're just like oh so the fans just got they got basically the old show back and the very end. And that's how it ends. So it's a shame for a show that I think is needed, as in I think it was te- the same way succession is needed. Right. You're telling a story about how large money operates. And it's like this stuff is so ridiculous that, yes, I believe that this is true, that this is how people with money actually behave at times. Right. Where it's just like you live in a totally different world that the rest of us can't even imagine. And unfortunately, this show didn't stick the landing. I think if you're a fan and you really care about these characters, it gave you every single thing that you wanted. But for me, I'm happy it's over. I think it should have ended for three seasons ago and it's finally over. So yeah, that's my review of Billions. I say if you really like financial back and forth, if you feel like you want to watch an Eric Sor- an Aaron Sorkin thing, that's not an Aaron Sorkin thing. Give like the first three seasons a chance, and then just let this thing kind of tail off. <laughs> oh, you just you just sold me on this. God damn! All right, now
0: here we go. I got to do it. Who's older, Damian Lewis for Paul Giamatti?
1: Oh, I th- I think. Ooh, that's actually a good one. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I just sitting here talking about the show, and I was like, "That's actually." Can't believe really we've never done, done this one. This is crazy. It's right there. I- I think Paul Giamatti is older, but not by much. I'd say he's older by two years. Four years. Four years older. Okay. Four years. Okay. It's still kind of okay. crazy. I mean, yeah, it's a good one, though. Yeah. Damian Lewis, good looking dude. I mean,
0: you know, Paul Giamatti, uh, you know, he's he's a guy. He's some, he's a good. You know, it's Paul Giamatti. So uh, yeah. now this is different, though, than because I, you said people, I actually confused
1: this with uh, the Don Cheadle show. What the hell was that one? Uh, yeah. 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 Where he's like running like an ad agency, right? That, yeah. That show's fun. That shows a fun watch. I've, I watched it when it came out. Um, it, it's also not very good at the end. House of but Lies. that shows that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I think I said House of Cards. Um, but uh, yeah, how, I said but House no. Of you, cards, said, you said House you said House of Cards of before. Yeah, because because uh, of, of Corey, Corey Stall. Yeah. Um, but again, and Don Cheadle is Don Cheadle can go blue, <laughs> right? And that's what makes Don Cheadle fun. When you're like, oh, yeah, you're getting the real Don Cheadle. (laughs) Like, this isn't, this is a Don Cheadle that, that will, that will have a, uh, you know, a drink with you and have some real, you know, and say some real things that you're like, ooh, I didn't expect that to come out of Don Cheadle's mouth, but here we are. Um, House Lies is good. It's, it's, you know, it's a showtime show. It's the shows where, you know, you get, I mean, you talked about this with that show that I watched, um, Warrior, right? Where it's like, yeah, you're gonna see some, you know, they're gonna show you a little TNA, they're gonna do a little this, a little that, and then they get into the real show after they've, you know, after they, they get all the, the, you know, the people who just watch the shows for these things in, and then you actually start telling a story that makes the show interesting. Um, so yeah, so anyways, that's that's billions. Now, there's one other thing I started watching. I started watching this on the plane, and I finished it recently. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a show? It's it's an animated show from Netflix called Blue Eye Samurai. So I don't want to spoil. Is that
0: about a German samurai?
1: No. So (laughs) what it's about? It this is actually takes place in the 1600s. It's an animated film, and it's about a mixed race samurai. Okay. So half Japanese, half white samurai has blue eyes, and it's sort of as this as the samurai goes and and again I don't want to spoil some of this stuff. Um, the art is really well done. It's cool. Um, the first couple of episodes are really good, like really captivating. Like, okay, this is where Western I'm gonna say anime inspired, because it's not anime, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's got similar similar things to it where it's 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 adult animation. It's animation that's got and again, this has this is very gory. It's got a lot of blood um it's got blood it's got language it's got weird animated tna which is a little odd at times um and it's and it's netflix right so this is netflix trying to get into animated content so i i love the first two episodes of this i was like in i was like oh this is great cuz it's it's talking about some you know some japanese history as far as racism and mixed children and what happens when you know early settlers come to japan and try to you know try to colonize japan in a way um, and sort of Japan's response to that. So it just as a period piece, it goes over some really great events. Unfortunately, at some point, though, this story starts to get a little unraveled in a way because even though it's animated content, I think people do like... It's interesting because I think people like animated action things to still sit in reality. So, for example, if you get hurt, Right. You expect that to be part of the plot of like, hey, you broke an arm. Hey, you got stabbed. Hey, this thing happened. Right. That actually becomes part of the I think of um, The Walking Dead. Right. Where in a spoiler alert, where where Joel gets shot at some point. And it's like there's a whole episode of like he is not able to do anything. Right. Like he doesn't become superhuman and just start. To go, Oh, that's just a shot. I'm back. Right and this show suffers from that even though it's animated it just it just has it lost some of the reality where you go okay like i get it we're watching an animated film but i still need this person to be realistic because the, the, the topics you're talking about, you know, racism and, you know, uh, you know, acceptance as far as who you are and where you're from. And okay. My, my dad is, I don't know who my father is, but my mother is Japanese and I was disowned and people called me a a devil and I was an, and I was a monster and all of this stuff. Right. So it goes over some really awesome themes, but at some point it kind of just loses the reality. And I think it takes the plot with it. Um, And it's a shame because I think this is a series that will do well enough that I think Netflix will do another one. Um, Because it kind of ended at a point where it's like, oh no, you could totally do six, seven, eight more episodes of this, um, and continue to tell the story of Japan's place in the world during 1600s, 1700s mass colonization by by you know the United Kingdom, really, but really all of Europe. Um, So yeah, it's one of those that I I started watching, I read something on, I go, give it a chance. It's really good to begin with. It it starts to slide a little bit at the end, which is a shame. But I'm interested to see if if they can kind of overcome that if they're gonna keep making more of this type of animated content that's not quite anime and not quite traditional, I would say, Pixar Disney type of animation that you would consider more Western animation, right? It fits nicely in the middle. It's kind of where Arcane is, right? Where it's mm. like it's anime, but it's not. It's kind of got a painterly feel. But it's not fully 2D. It's got you can tell there's some 3D elements, some 3D environments, some more Western camera movements. But it's very clearly playing on anime action style of Japanese, you know, Japanese animation, which is the largest growing media in the world right now, is that yeah. if, if you're into anime, that's that's no longer a niche thing that is that is a massive market so we're going to keep seeing content that is kind of trying to pull in the western people that really love one piece or love dragon ball z historically um or love i forget what this new thing is that i started watching and i'm like it's fine um there's just so many animes that are out that i think netflix is trying to grab some of that and this series i think does a good job but it to me it doesn't as you said does it stick the landing no it doesn't stick the landing I think a lot of anime doesn't though
0: like i think about no uh akira akira which is like the first half of that movie is awesome and then the second i mean the first the first 20 monster. minutes
1: i would say the first 20 minutes are the greatest opening to to a film ever you can make that argument, yeah
0: but no but no one's like talking about akira and you're like thinking about the giant blob monster at the end you're like but wait that's like kind of how the movie ends like that's the whole point it's like there's a giant blob monster like you're not talking about yeah. all the cool stuff at the beginning same thing with like ghost in the shell like People are talking about like the first thirty minutes of that and then like, yeah, but there's a lot more stuff that happens. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and again, that, that's just that's me, the anime and I'm just like
1: things just quickly go off the rails in a lot of anime. I mean, right, like like Attack on Titan did that for me. I was like the first season of the show is one now, of the greatest. Apparently seen. that thing stuck the landing. I haven't seen it, but people are right. saying how but, great. But the, but the is. middle the middle of that show like it petered on for a while and anime takes a while to make right in the middle of that struggle. But apparently yes, that thing stuck the landing, but that's the point, right? Like anime, I think you're right. Like anime tends to kind of go, and it's because a lot of it's not based in reality, right? Like it's really based in sort of, you know, how do people get their powers? Is it, you know, again, that's sort of where like with Dragon Ball Z, it's all these different types of power structures and how the world works. That's a big part of anime. Of like yeah, it's it's this thing, right? Like every anime kind of has a power structure of how you gain levels or how you become more powerful, and I think that's a big part of anime. Of like, how does that how does that work? How does that system work? Um, and I think that's that's where something like this that's trying to not be anime. Um, struggles with because I think it could use, if you're going to go so fantastical that it's not believable, you're missing some of that power structure versus just kind of rushing through it by going, oh, well, no, this person's just, you know, they're really driven. So it, it happens. Um, have you watched, uh, of, yeah. Have you watched Inuo? Inuo. No, I've not.
0: All right. Watch that before we talk next as okay. well. It's a How do you spell it. Spell it. Spell it for the, for the people. I N U O H. Looks cool. I like this. It. I'm
1: not going to tell you anything. Just watch the movie. Yeah, don't tell me anything. I'm going to watch it. Looks great. Um, right. The You're the anime I was it. talking You're gonna about. You're going to lose your mind. Someone who actually this thing. cares about anime is going to be yelling at me. I think it's Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah,
0: something like is, that. Yeah,
1: is the is the hottest thing out right now. I watched like the first five episodes, and it's weird because it's a bit like, like you know, a, a, this guy's body gets consumed by this ancient evil. And that's the power structure where it's like you combine evil into bodies and you have to now hunt down other evil to get more powerful. And it's just, again, it's kind of all over the place, but people love it. And that's and that's what a lot of anime does. Some of my like my favorite anime, I still think is kill to kill. And that is just it's wild. It's like you put on a dress or you put on a school uniform and the school uniform yeah. comes alive and turns you into a superhero um Mm -hmm. and again that's that's kind of how anime works but again this isn't anime the um, blue eye samurai is not anime it's very clearly period based animated content and it 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 blurs the line i think to its own fault i would have much rather it just kind of stick to more western traditional storytelling principles instead of flirting in this idea of well this person is kind of unkillable so there's no consequences but there are consequences it's very weird in that way yeah so yeah, so cool. that's it for me. That's that's the media I'm, I've consumed um because I was traveling, which we didn't talk about, which we can talk about next time.
0: Oh yeah, um, sure,
1: right? Forgot about that. Um yeah, which but again, that's the content I've consumed. So yeah, so games wise, what are you playing? What's going on? Oh man. All right. So I got I got some game stuff here. I um so I
0: played through a game. So here's what happened, right? I played through Spider-Man 2. And because I don't think I talked about Spider-Man 2. Did I talk about yeah, it? Yeah, how's that
1: like, game getting received? Because the only thing I've seen is people mad that like it seems like the world is a little limited. And I'm like, you guys need to grow up. Every game's not GTA. <laughs> what do you mean it's limited? It's, it, like you, like you, go fly? Oh, like, you can't shit. go into the
0: Like you can't go into the subway. No, I've never like, seen anybody like, <laughs> talk about that. Those guys are fucking idiots. Nobody's ever said like, that. They're dumb.
1: Like Get out of here. Like New no. York is a little limited, right? Like if you're comparing it to Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You just can't walk into random buildings. And I think that's what people oh, were but you expecting could which, never again, do. I agree that. with you. You could again, never do with you. that. I agree. Who the hell you Spider Man? Do? You wanna walk
0: into don't you wanna messenger. order <laughs> you wanna walk into a bodega and get a chopped cheese as Spider Man? Get the
1: who yes, the hell are these apparently. people? Apparently. <laughs> apparently. But again, you used to hang out, with, yeah, hang out just, with some
0: weird people, man. I'm
1: just telling you what people are telling me.
0: Just saying, you gotta you gotta drop some uh drop some of these connections. Sometimes just gotta, you know, snip snip, cut that uh cut that connection, cut that cord, be like, Nope, it's over. Sorry, you say some out of pocket shit like that? Nope, it's done. <laughs> that's that's a rep. Want to be Spider Man ordering a sandwich? Get out of here. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, the game's very good. It got very good reception. I actually was kind of at the end of it. I like really liked it. I don't know if I loved it like the first Spider Man that Insomniac did, or even Miles Morales. This one took a little while to capture me. I thought it like took a little while took a little too long to get going. Towards the end I was like really I was getting into it way more. I really like what they did with the story. Though there's a lot of like threads that it's interesting. They've carried on these B lines, these B storylines through the first game, through Miles through the DLC, then to Miles Morales, then to the second one and they are still without conclusion until the third one that is inevitably going to happen and mm. it's clear what they're going to do with third one and who the big bad guy is going to be so when you see all the dominoes being set up for that you're like all right this is pretty cool i gotta wait like four or five years for it to happen but it's still very cool i hope that they do some more dlc stuff like they did with the other because they have the city right like are they going to make the city bigger or are they just going to expand upon it like you have this well, playground I, I, I guess allow the subways to open <laughs> No, absolutely not. Like they already put it. It's funny. The hilarious part about it is looking at the way because they added Brooklyn and Queens, but they kind of mashed it together. So they did what they have to do, right? To make it work as a game. You're not going to have a true one to one. Like, who gives a shit if you have all of Sunset Park in the game? Nobody cares. Right. So like the fact that downtown Brooklyn is a whole district and that also includes like Coney Island and Bay Ridge together. You're like, all right whatever and there's like a bunch of beaches on the west side of brooklyn you're like that's not true but fair i guess um but it's like you still feel you get the feel of brooklyn you get the feel of queens where you are it's like more suburban Mm. you get the and then manhattan of course still feels as good as manhattan did they've uh they did a good job it's funny where i go to like midtown and you try to track things that you know and where you go and like, oh, where would Chelsea Piers be if it was over here? It's like, yeah, it's not there. It's like, all right, fine. Um, but they got the High Line in now and a few other things. So it's it's good. The game the game is very good. It's more of what it's an evolution of what they did. It from Spider-Man to Miles Morales to here. You can now fly like using your gliding wings, which are kind of cool. I don't understand. You want to talk about anime like Miles Morales is basically an anime character. Yeah, it's like, what are his powers I don't know, but what does he need now? Okay, well, guess what? Now he can do this thing. You're like, yeah. Okay, why not? <laughs> like that's kind of how the whole game progresses with him and how he gains powers. Um, I it's funny how everybody says how good this game looks. I think the game looks very good in motion. I think technically it's a it's a hell of an achievement. Faces hmm. look weird. I, I just got to say okay. it, man. Peter Parker's face looks weird. Mary Jane's face looks weird. Miles Morales looks less weird. Craven's face looks amazing and hyper detailed, where when you see Hmm. anybody's face next to his, you're like, why do they look like that? You know, so it's a, uh, but it's an Insomniac game. Like, you know, I I think that, I love Insomniac. They're one of my favorite developers and this doesn't change that.
1: I love like Insomniac Ratchet and Clank did is a the, phenomenal series. What was the game where you were like an electric guy sliding on stuff? Was that Insomniac? Um, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Is that, is that, is that, awesome. that series
1: is dead? Is that, or is it coming they only, back? They did What's one on as
0: an Xbox launch title and as an Xbox One launch title, and that's it. They own it. Huh. They own the IP. So technically, Sony can't, because Sony owns Insomniac now, they can make a sequel, but there's some weird publishing rights with the original.
1: Hmm.
0: I'd love, th- I love okay. that game. That game's amazing. So, when they said Spider-Man, I'm like, cool. Well, they did Sunset Overdrive. So I expect this to be as good as that. And it is. Um, It's very good. The, the way they, the evolution of the suits, you know, how you get your, how they incorporate the, you know, the black suit and the venom powers and that kind of stuff. It's all, it's a very well done Spider-Man. I just think that the, the second half is where things really pick up and become truly great. Whereas the Hmm. first half is good. It's not very surprising. It's more of the same, but I guess you got to do all that character development, setup, that kind of stuff. So not every game could be a hundred miles per hour all the time, or like a thousand miles per hour. So very good game. Enjoyed it. Recommended. Obviously, if you got a PS Five, get it. Duh. Um, because despite the faces looking weird, everything else is a technical showcase. And everybody else is saying how great the faces look. So what do I know? I'm just some guy. Um. Next up. So then here's the problem because. I want to play Alan Wake 2, but Alan Wake 2 is a longer game. Mm-hmm. And today, the day we're recording, Thursday, November 9th, um, the uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden, colon, the man who erased his name, came out. Right? Long name. Now, that that is a good title. That's a good title. Long t- title, though. That is a good Title for a what's probably going to be a good game. Now look, I just look at this. It, this looks like a Yakuza game because it is a Yakuza game. Okay. They changed the name. Yakuza <laughs> is now like a dragon. Yakuza became like a dragon with the seventh hmm. entry. I don't know how when I they, feel introduced, about that. When they introduced. Why did they change well, the name? Because Why? in Japan, it was always called like a dragon. Uh, because the it's Yakuza kind of like real a, terrible thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and also it's, not it's fun not, if you're Japanese and the yeah, Yakuza is running around your neighborhood.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: now oh, it's Wow, watch like this a, video and this man is crying. I just went the, to the launch trailer from Sega and there is a there's an image of this dude who is crying. Like oh, I didn't even watch this, it. I'm not gonna like, watch it. Uh, oh can, can I just show you the picture of where this guy's crying? Yeah, 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 I wanna see I'm just gonna send you the image because he is I mean, this is this man is crying. Like tears. People,
0: <laughs> people cry a lot in um in these games. Like it's a
1: soap opera. Well you I mean, can't Yeah, I mean this dude is this you dude have this is, game. I've never seen someone's eyes so wet. <laughs> this dude is. I don't like that. He is Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's my
0: man. That's uh that's right? Cosmic Kiryu. Yeah, he's the he's, he's the guy. He's feeling it. Haven't he's gotten to the point it. yet of why he's crying. He might also just be sweating. Might be doing both. It looks like he's sweating, crying and sweating. Well, he's always beating the shit out of people. That's kind of his bag. So, he yeah, so so basically that was the protagonist of the first seven games. Now that now you might be like, hey, wait a minute, didn't you just say this is the seventh game? Well, yeah, I did, but actually it's the eighth one because there's zero, one, two, three, four, five, six. Then they had like a dragon, which is seven, and then this is eight, but it's the eighth, but it's the seventh one, but but it's the eighth one with the protagonist from zero through hmm. six. We're all caught up. We all know what I'm talking about now. This game is like a smaller version. It's a smaller uh, Yakuza slash Like a Dragon experience. I'm very excited to play it, though, When um, because it's a return to form. Um, it's a return to like the classic beat-em-up gameplay because they switched to turn-based combat with Like a Dragon. If you want an awesome, awesome game that you will absolutely love, you should play Like a Dragon. It's just straight up called Like a Dragon.
1: I'm looking and that's at the the one.
0: This, way. And this game is wild. Why is he glowing? <laughs> oh, because yeah, that, that well, that's all of them. You trigger your heat <laughs> mode, where you build up that heat meter, and then you start glowing, and then you can do all the crazy moves. This also so <laughs> this, and and this actually this has something is wild. In, <laughs> what I'm yeah, watching yeah, is yeah. crazy. So this, I mean, all the games are like that. Why do you think I keep playing these things? This, this is this one of the series <laughs> that I will I'll drop everything to play it. So that's why. And I'm going to get to the point because I've only played this game so far for maybe an hour. And that was before we started recording. So all I've done is watch a bunch of cutscenes. The guy hasn't cried, but somebody got (laughs) smacked in the face with a metal bat. And um, yeah, the funny thing is that so Spider-Man's got the thing where he doesn't kill people, right? This guy, Mm -hmm. Kazuma, is like righteous and also doesn't kill people, even though he was like this kind of noble Yakuza guy. So but Spider-Man does all these crazy moves where it's like, if you didn't kill him, this guy is brain dead. You have just yes. smashed yeah, this yeah. dude's head on the pavement of New York. Yeah, his quality this of life is down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, this guy, Cosmo just straight up like like st- curb stomps people in the head. And then during cutscene, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm a good guy. It's like, dude, <laughs> one of your special <laughs> attacks if you're holding a knife is like stabbing a dude in the gut and then kneeing that knife that you just stabbed <laughs> in the gut <laughs> into him. And then he's like, yeah, I'm nonviolent. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a great, it's a great series. Love it. Can recommend them all. Um, except for the one where there's a guy who's a baseball player. I don't really remember anything about that. I think that was the axis <laughs> of four, maybe five. I'm not gonna lie. Four and five kind of blend together because you play as four characters in it. And there's only like one character that's actually memorable in both of those. That's not the main character. So, um, And no, wait, five is the one where you play as this girl. So there's also like a whole part where you got to become an idol. Oh, this series is great. This series is great. It's really, really good. Um, It's a hell of a mountain to climb to get into it. But actually, everyone stands alone pretty well on its own. So anyway, I bring all that up to say this. I didn't want to start Alan Wake 2 because. I finished Spider-Man on Sunday night. And I had three days before this game comes out. So I played something small. I played a game called Jusant. J-U-S-A-N-T. Okay. This is a movie yeah. I saw a trailer. This is a game I saw a trailer of a while ago. I'm like, this looks really cool and fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, they literally start off the game by, uh, by defining what Jusant means. Noun, a French nautical term for a receding tide. Okay. Which is sure. the perfect. I'm looking title. at the trailer. Abby. I'm I'm already liking the colors. Looks good. Oh, it is beautiful. Very artsy game. Um, the whole pur- purpose is you are climbing this giant mountain slash pillar of land, and that's the whole game. It's just about climbing stuff. So you have, mm. um, it's similar to Cocoon in that it's a game that uses very interesting mechanics and relies on those. Right. And then when it's running out, and then when the ideas have run out, it's over. And you're like, great, that was awesome. Um. It's not as clever as Gagoon, not not even close, but it does some very interesting things like it's climbing, but it's not climbing in the way that you climb in a in a uncharted game where you pick a point and then you jump to that point. No, you actually control your the grips of your left and right hands. Hmm. So your hold so basically your left and right triggers or your left and right hands, you squeeze them. You're holding when you lift go of one, you're moving the that hand with the thumbstick to reach on to grab the next handhold. And then you hold that and then you grab the other. It's very intuitive, very easy to get into, and really forgiving as well. Um, But the thing that this game does that I've never really seen before in a game is it actually gives you a sense of scale and verticality and height that I've never experienced in a game before. The first time you like swing on a rope and you're hanging and there's a giant off the cliff of this giant mountain thing it is it, you, my stomach dropped like, and that's never happened before when playing a mm. game. And it is a really cool sensation. Um, you don't all those moments don't quite happen as often as they did early on because you kind of go in and out of this mountain, but the game always has something new to show you. It's a, it's a pretty straightforward tale when you kind of figure out what's happening at the end. It's super satisfying. I just really, really enjoyed this game. It was a surprise. It's on game pass. This is, I think one of the things that makes Game Pass so good is because you can play games like this, you can play games like um, like Cocoon, things that you wouldn't normally say, ah, man, do I want to spend like the 20 bucks or whatever this costs on that? Right, I don't know. It's kind of weird. We'll see. Let's give it a shot. You can just go in sight unseen. It's like, hey, people say this game's good. Let me check it out. You check it out. Oh, wow. This is really good. So, Jusant, great game, good experience. Um, I recommend this one. So, that's
1: yes. uh Look, you said it. This might be one of the greatest games one, one of the greatest years for games
0: ever. I don't think it's close. I was actually um yeah, I, I mean I was actually doing and you this have games where... like this
1: that slide underneath that are still like you said great games, interesting mechanics and they fill their they fill their niche nicely mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily expensive in things like game pass, but then you have these big monster titles that are awesome are also awesome, right? So that's yeah, pretty totally. good year. I mean, Starfield is something that I started playing and just couldn't capture
0: my attention. I don't really have much interest in going back to Starfield. But in the meantime, like, since I started Starfield and I played through Liza P, which I had zero intention of playing,
1: Hmm. but
0: jumped in that and loved it. Like, that's easily in the top five of this year for me. It's like, it is so good. And then Spider-Man 2. And then Juice On. Like, All these games, and I'm still like, yeah. Do I really care about Starfield? Not really, because I'm jumping into like a dragon, and then you drop some Tales of Arise DLC, and then I still got to get to Alan Wake Two. I will play Alan Wake Two because I really love the original. So, yeah, man, there's a lot of lot of cool shit out there. And then I look back at how this year even started, and there's a few backlog games that I that I banged out in there. Like um, I played through Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I played through Ion Fury. Ano mutation and like I played a bunch of weird shit early on this year, but then once Hi-Fi Rush came out, dude, we were off to the races because it was like Hi-Fi Rush, Metroid Prime Remastered, Atomic Heart, which I loved. A lot of people didn't like, but I, I actually really liked it despite the questionable backing of it. Like a Dragon Ishin. that's right. I'm playing two like a Dragon games this year. Um, <laughs> that was the feudal Japan one. Star Wars Jedi: Fall in Order, which I loved. The Horizon Forbidden West DLC, the Xenoblade Chronicles DLC. Um, Oh, sorry, it was Jedi Survivor. That was the second one. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. You know, like Final Fantasy 16. The Bayonet Origins game. There's like so many good games that came out, man. Mario Wonder. I've been playing that too. I haven't even talked about that, but that game's awesome as well
1: love it yeah it's good shit again for, uh, for, a, good, for a, year a year where movies ages. it's a year where movies you know you have strikes and things going on but games picks up the slack so yeah cool
0: yeah, yeah. and the year's not even over yet so we got a lot of good stuff coming out Got so we'll see we'll see where things shake out game award announcements uh nominees are happening on monday i believe there you go so something to talk about next week yeah yeah, yeah i could already guess like probably half of that stuff and uh and yeah probably. i, I, know I a mean bunch of time not play somebody to be angry at but it's fine yeah 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 what are you gonna do it's good stuff opinions right i know i'm yep. right <laughs> yeah i don't know they, the thing that's gonna do really well which is a game that i probably won't play is uh Baldur's Gate 3 i just don't think i could do it
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i've seen that everyone going this is this is one of the greatest games ever It's just
0: too much. It's too much. And I see people talking about it. I'm like, it's a lot. The more people talk about that game, not because I'm annoyed by the way they're talking about it. I'm actually interested by what they're saying, but it's like the more I hear about it and understand it, the less I want to play it.
1: Well, you're a gamer that just, you, it's a, it's the wrong way to put it, but you respect your time as in you want different experiences. You don't want to spend, you don't want to spend a month dedicated a lot of hours on the same experience that's not how you play games and well like, like you can appreciate yeah, them but it's just not because it's not how you are as a gamer you you finish the game and you move on you're not going to finish the game and then and then get into all of the detail mechanics of character creation and this and that and reading online about how do i do this strange quirky quirky thing right like you play the game and you move on and you remember the experience and it's good
0: yeah, but I'm just wondering, like, if we go to how long to beat, like, a bunch of these games, like, that I'm playing, they're not short. No, but, but, but again, that's three, point. The Yeah, Jesus Christ, over. main and extra, yeah. 101 hours. But, like, yeah, exactly. but Xenoblade when you're done, Chronicles. You're
1: done. Yeah, you're done, you're
0: done. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is the only game I think that I, I mean, there's only a handful of games that I play that are over 100 hours long. Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles
1: 3 was one of them. Persona
0: 5. Yeah, man,
1: otherwise, that's yeah, it's just just not who you are as a gamer. You You, you, you play too many games. To put it's not even month. that i just hear about the game plan i'm like dude i don't even that's like you know, it's a lot no thanks
0: That's too much it's fine it's okay maybe one day but guess what i already told you i got i got a long list of things i gotta play maybe one day but I'm, not today <laughs> gotta to play that like a dragon guide in a man who erased the man who erased his name you know gotta play that no one's talking about it but i am i'm very excited that's also on game pass too so a lot of games that I want to play showing up on Game Pass that I don't have to pay additional money for. It's good shit. Love it. All right, let's wrap it up because I am very sleepy. And the good news yeah. is my uh, my trainer just canceled tomorrow, which means I'm
1: sleeping in. A bit. Oh, you get to sleep in. What's he canceling? You should tell him stop slacking. Stop slacking. I put I went Tuesday and Wednesday this week. No, I'm saying tell him to stop slacking. You're ready. You are ready. Um, I'm ready. He's canceling on you. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess you're right.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Anyway, uh broad.com, find links, do things, rate us on iTunes, say good stuff, tell your friends, tell your family and yeah, till next time. Ah uh, shuck it duck. It.